When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We can get it together. We can be better. We can push each other. We can expand ideas because we're mentally healthy in a safe space. I want you to drop it in the comments. How is your mental health today, right now? And if you're scrolling and you're in these comments and you see something that you resonate with, you can provide some feedback. Do it right now. There's an action step for you. Serve somebody else. Serving other people serves you. Welcome to another episode of Full Transparency Podcast with Donnie Wiggins, you guys. I am so excited to be here. Y'all have been rocking with your girl, and I am super grateful for that. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much. But today we're talking about something very serious. We are talking about divorce. I believe that 100% of the people that are watching this need a divorce. I believe 100% of you guys that will watch this today are absolutely due for a divorce. And so I want you to get your pen and your paper out because we are about to talk about why you need to get a divorce. So here's the thing. I believe that most people are living very basic or average lives, lives that we are settling for, lives that we are not 100% fulfilled with, we don't feel the most significant about, but we're living these lives because it's easy to do. It's easy to wake up every single day, clock in and out, do what you're told to do. It's easy to go pick up your kids, you know, from school, doing whatever it is that you're doing there and living the same mundane life over and over again, especially if you're living a life that actually pays your bills, allows you to travel once or twice a year and date every now and then, whatever that lifestyle is, it's really easy to keep up with that. But as a business coach and as a person who speaks to a lot of people on a regular basis, what I've come to really understand is that people are not as happy with their current lives as they pretend to be. It's like we go into our circles, we go out to brunch, we go in front of people and we pretend to be happy because we don't want to look like the person who's not happy, right? When the truth is, deep down inside, we really want more. We want more money. We want more time freedom. We want more excitement. We want more fulfillment. We want more significance, right? I talk to people all the time, especially moms or wives who have lost themselves in their marriages, who have lost themselves being somebody's mother, um, and they're saying, hey, I really just want to feel more significant. I want to be more significant in my life. And I say, you know what, if you want to do that, then you're going to have to get a divorce. (laughs) 
Here's the thing. Most people are one decision or one connection away from the sec- the success that we desire, but we get stuck in these patterns and habits that prevent us from making these decisions that prevent us from creating the habits that we need to have in order to live a really dope life. And these habits are keeping you average. I'm talking to you. I'm talking to you. Your habits today are keeping you average. Your habits today are holding you back. Your habits today are the reason that your life looks the way that it looks today. And let me be clear. It doesn't matter if you're looking a, living a pretty good life. If you have a desire to live a better life, then you have to create some new habits that are going to allow you to do that. Even if you have a little bit of success or a whole lot of success, if there's something inside of you that desires to get to your next level and you're not doing that, you're keeping the same habits that's keeping you at today's level, then what you're doing today is keeping you from being your best self and going to your next level. So when I'm talking about divorce today, I'm not talking about your spouse. I'm not talking about your significant other, even though some of y'all need to get rid of that dead weight too. But that's not what we're talking about today. We are talking about divorcing habits. These are some habits that I want you to divorce. I want you to grab pen and paper, your phone, wherever you're going to take notes, and write this stuff down because we are breaking up with these habits today, number one. And these are no in no particular order of importance. These are just all things that I was really thinking about as I put uh, some conversations that I've had previously in order and I've, I've sorted through these conversations and I'm listening to people. People are always venting to me and I'm listening to the conversations and I'm hearing these repeat habits over and over and over again. And if you just get rid of these things, you can actually live life on your own terms. So let's get into it. Number one, here's a big one. Reese, they're not going to like me right out of the gate because everybody does this. Blaming your past circumstances, your parents or your childhood for what your life looks like today. I'll say that one more time. Blaming your past circumstances, your parents or your childhood for what your life looks like today. So I see this all the time. It's like, oh, I come from the hood, so I can't do X, Y, and Z. Or my parents weren't there, so I can't do X, Y, and Z. Or I didn't get this information growing up, so this is why I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I can't do X, Y, and Z. And I'm here to tell you that that's a bunch of bull crap, all right? That's a bunch of bull crap. While your circumstances may not have given you a head start, the same head start that somebody who didn't have your circumstances may have received, you have the power, you have full authority to escape those circumstances and live life on your own terms. Let me tell you this. I say this all the time because I so strongly believe in it. You are born looking like your parents, but you die looking like your own decisions. So that means that if you had some less than perfect circumstances as you're going throughout life and you're learning more and you're doing more and you're learning better so you can be better, you got to actually do the better work so you can do better and be better, right? We can't blame the fact that we grew up in the hood for the reason that we don't do certain things well today. Get a book, pick up a book, grab a mentor, look at all of the examples that are around you and decide to actually do better. Guys, listen, you have a choice. Remember a few minutes ago I said most of us are one decision away from our next level. There's a story that I see pop up online every single year, and I love it so much. There's a story about these two twin brothers who grew up in a home with parents who didn't provide the best circumstances. They grew up in a home with a father who was an abusive alcoholic. They witnessed his, this father 
abused physically and emotionally and mentally their mother over and over and over again. And these two brothers were small children watching their father beat their mom, watching their father come home drunk night after night after night, and it turns into physical abuse to their mom. They watched this. And so as life would have it, they would grow up and become adults. One brother ends up homeless. He's an alcoholic. He has no money. He has no future. He's living in his past. Someone finds these brothers and they want to know why they're so vastly different. They interview the homeless brother and they ask him, how do you get into this situation? You don't have any successful relationships. You've abused women repeatedly. You are addicted to alcoholism. You're living on the streets. You're settling for this life around you. How did it get to this point? And he said, you know, I grew up in a home where my father was an alcoholic. He was an abuser. He was mentally unavailable, emotionally unavailable. And because of those circumstances, I am who I am today. That same interviewer would go and find the successful brother who is a, a top corporate level executive of his company. He's married with children in a healthy, loving relationship. He's available emotionally, mentally, physically, and spiritually for his family. And they say, hey, you grew up with an abusive father. You grew up in a situation where you saw your mother being beat. You grew up watching the man who was your role model, who was your example, be this alcoholic. But you are you don't touch alcohol today. You're successful. You're a healthy, happy family man. How did you become this man that you are today when your brother is homeless? How did you not end up like that? And he said, you know what? Because of my circumstances, because I watched my father be that man, I made it I made a decision that I refused to be a replica of my father and that is why who that is why I am who I am today and I am here to tell you that you have to stop blaming your past. It is not the conditions of your environment that is why you are who you are 20 years later, 30 years later, 40 years later. You've had time to create your own habits. You've had time to establish your own resources. You've had time to gather your own information. It's not your parents' fault. It is not your mom's fault because she didn't believe in your dreams as to why you're not who you want to be today. It is not your father's fault because he wasn't physically present. You have enough examples around you, enough options that are available, enough information that is accessible to you to make a completely different choice. So the first thing I want you to divorce is this attachment that you have to the subpar conditions of your past, to the displeasant, the unpleasant memories that you have of what you may have experienced from somebody in your youth. I want you to dis divorce from those memories. I want you. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply to divorce from your habit of blaming those things 
for who you are today and why you're not doing what you are supposed to be doing today and for who you're not today. Divorce it. Number two, living through the lens of who or what you used to be. This is a big one. Oh, I used to be this super successful person, but now I am. Oh, I used to be real fly and fabulous, but now I am. I used to be in such good shape, but now I am. I used to be this top performing athlete, entertainer, whatever it is, but now I am. You're living through your past as it's supposed to carry you through the rest of your life. Let me tell you something. All those things that you accomplished in your past, they're fantastic, amazing, great, I am proud of you. I want you to right now in this moment, applaud yourself for all of the accomplishments that you made in your past. But let me tell you something. If you're not active today, if you're not making movement today, if you are not pursuing your best life today, then what you're really doing is saying the things that you accomplished in the past don't matter. What you're really doing is saying that the things that you accomplished in your past are enough to carry you through the, your next 20, 30, 40, 50 years, and it's not. Now, I'm talking to people who want to live above average lives. I am not talking to somebody who just wants to settle for whatever it is that they have right now. I am talking for, to people who say, listen, there is a level of success that I've not unlocked yet. And my goal, my mission until the last breath of me is to unlock the level of success that I see in my head. Because what happens is when you are really ambitious, when you are really determined to live life on your own terms, you have the vision, you have the picture in your head, you see it. You see it in your head. You're wanting to now unlock those things. But what you can't do is to continue to look, live through the lens of what you used to be. Your vision right now, your lens should be focused on the vision that you have for your future, not all the accolades that you collected from your past. Those things aren't going to carry you to your next level and the level beyond that and the level beyond that. I know you used to be that fly athlete in high school. I know. I remember. I saw the tape. I hear you talking about it. I see you posting your throwback Thursdays and your flashback Fridays. I know you used to be that girl and you were popping. You were real fine back in the day, girl. You had it going on. Hips moving, thigh to hip proportion. Everything is right. But you fell off today, sis. We can't live through those pictures that you got from the past, sir. I know that hairline used to be popping. I know, I know, I know, but it's time to shave that thing on back so you can step into the man that you're supposed to be today. And I know back in the day you used to get all the money, all the money. You was making all the money. I know you were, but today you've settled into this routine and this job that's not serving you, this job that's not allowing you to grow. You're not going for anything bigger than what you have right now. I know all about what you used to do, but it's not enough. Divorce your habit of living through the lens of who or what you used to be. It's time to create a new narrative. It's time to create a new story. It's time to become a bigger, better, more improved version of who you are today. And you can do it. You can absolutely do it. Number three, I want you to divorce the habit of taking your own advice when you have no experience in the area that you're advising yourself in. Hmm. This is a big one because we spend so much of our time giving ourselves advice. What I'm not going to do is here's how I'm going to get money. Here's who I'm going to date. When all of the when all of the advice that you've been giving yourself today is not working for you. I want you to stop 
taking your own advice in areas that you have no experience in successfully because as your present circumstance will have it, that advice hasn't been working for you. The type of person you want to date. Oh, well, this is the type of man I need. This is the type of woman I need. But you don't have any successful relationships to show for it. You don't have any relationships that have brought you further to your vision. You don't have any relationships that you can look back on and say, wow, I really grew through that experience. I want you to stop giving yourself advice there. I want you to stop giving yourself financial advice when you're not a great steward of money. You have poor financial habits. You get money, you shop it away, and then you're struggling to pay bills. You're borrowing from this person. You can't, you can't live freely. You are not qualified to give yourself your own financial advice. Take financial advice from somebody who, who has some finances. First of all, first of all, you want to give yourself some financial advice. You got to have some finances. You can't be out here not having any money in the bank, being broke, barely having enough to get by, giving yourself advice about finances that you don't have. What sense does this make? I want you to start thinking about your circumstances and the things that you're telling yourself about yourself from a very sensible place. And most of us just aren't being very sensible. You don't have any success in these areas, but you're giving yourself advice about it. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't want you to use your own intuition and to have a dis discernment, to practice discernment. That doesn't mean that. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is, is if you, if you have been unsuccessful in these areas at relationships, at picking a partner, at friendships, at finances, at career choices, if you've been unsuccessful in these areas, then relying on your own advice is not serving you. Divorce the desire to rely on your own advice in areas that you have no success in and actually seek counsel from a mentor. Seek counsel from, from someone who actually has the result that you're looking to get and watch how it changes for you. Number four, I want you to divorce your expectation of the worst possible outcome. Divorce your expectation of the worst possible outcome. I'm talking to that person that every time you have an idea, every time you're about to do a thing, every time it's time for you to take action, you're focused on what if it goes wrong? All the things that could go wrong before you've made your list of all the things that can and will go right, you've identified all the things that's going to go wrong. Oh, well, if I do this and it doesn't work, then blah, 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 blah. If I put this money toward this and it doesn't work, then I'm going to be broke. Oh, man, it might not work. 80% of the people who have tried this was unsuccessful. I want you to start looking at situations from the 20%. Yes, yeah, sure. 80%. 80% of the people who have tried this weren't successful, but I want you to look through a different lens. I want you to see yourself as the 20%. Because if 80% of people weren't successful, talk to me about the 20% of people who were. Start talking to me from the 20% perspective. I want you to divorce the 80% perspective and incorporate, adopt a 20% perspective. If 20% of people were able to do this thing successfully, then I'm trying to be a part of the 20%. I need to be in the number of the 20%. And I'm not focused on the statistic of what the 80% did. I'm looking for what the 20% did right because I deserve to be in that number. Divorce your expectation of always seeing and seeking the worst possible outcome. That mindset is holding you back. That mindset is keeping you stuck. That mindset are, is keeping your feet planted 
is putting so much fear in you that you can't make a move. It's paralyzed your ability to move forward because you're stuck on the worst possible outcome. We're divorcing that today. Today. Number five, believing your own negative self-talk. You know those conversations we have with ourselves. Oh, I don't think I'm ready yet. I don't think I'm good enough yet. I have to do more of X, Y, and Z in order to qualify for this, that, and the other. I want you to stop believing your own negative self-talk. I want you to know and understand that you're ready. I want you to start talking real sexy to yourself. I want you to start talking real positively to yourself. I want you to start having conversations with yourself and do this in the mirror or do this with your cell phone. Turn the video on. Turn it forward so you can see yourself. Get in the mirror if you have to. I want us to start having some real sexy conversations with ourselves. The kind of conversation that when you're talking to yourself, you might start off with a straight face like this. But as you're talking to yourself and you're saying, I am so powerful, I am so great, I'm amazing, I know I can do this. Look at me, I look good. Look at me, I feel good. Mm. Smell me, I smell good, I smell delicious. I want you to get that conversation that turns that straight face into a smile. That conversation where you start looking at yourself and you want to rub on yourself, you want to feel on yourself because you are talking to yourself so well that you are starting to believe it. When you start to talk so well about yourself to yourself, it might feel awkward in the beginning. It might feel funny in the beginning. But as you start to say it over and over and over again, pumping yourself up, eventually you're going to have this feeling it's going to feel real weird. It's going to feel strange and foreign to you, but you're going to start to feel this feeling that allows you to radiate from the inside. Hey, hey, are you a service-based entrepreneur? Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. That helps your clients or customers get some type of a result, but you're struggling to post and communicate your message on social media. You don't know how to type a caption that connects and gets people's attention and converts them from just someone who's following you on social to becoming your customer or your client. Great news is that's my superpower. So I'm sending you three text messages every single day, excluding major holidays, directly to your phone of exactly what you need to post to get people to buy and convert them into clients and customers. All you have to do is join my program, Post to Paid, and you can do so by texting the words Post to Paid to 404-737-2767. And the best news is just $37 a month. So hurry up, send me the text. I'm looking for it now. Let me tell you something. There is nothing sexier than waking up talking real sexy to yourself. Donnie, you look good today. Girl, look at you. Look at how that lip gloss is popping. You are smart. You are powerful. You radiate positivity. Oh, you're so feminine today. I see you. I see you. Are we making money today? We making X amount of dollars today? Go get that money, girl. Look, go get that money. Go love your people today. Go love on your people today. Go out there in that world and receive all the love. You're ready. 
you're rich, you're abundant, you're powerful, you're qualified, you can do this. Girl, I believe in you. You know why I believe in you? Because I am you. I know what you're capable of. I know what your strengths and talents are. I know how you've defeated all the obstacles that were presented to you in the past. I know how you've overcome all those challenges. And whatever challenges arise, should they arise today, you're going to overcome those too. Go ahead and add another win to your list today, girl. Go do that. You know how powerful it is to talk to yourself that way? Do you know how sexy and attractive it is to be your first cheerleader? You don't need anybody else telling you these things when you are creating the habit of talking to yourself sexy, positive. So we are no longer believing in our own negative self-talk because that negative self-talk isn't serving you. How does it serve you to tell yourself that you're not good enough? How does it serve you to tell yourself that you're not qualified? How does it serve you to tell yourself that you don't look good, you don't feel good, you aren't good, and if these things are true, then I need you to take the action steps to reverse it. Those things don't have to be true. The negative things about you don't have to be true. You not doing anything about the negative things about you is what makes it true. But you have an option to choose. You have the ability to make a different decision. Remember, I told you, you are only one decision away. Most of us are only one decision away from our next best versions of ourselves. One decision or one connection, one thought or one person. You have the ability to choose and choose differently. Let's see where we at. One, two, three, four. Five, number six, we're divorcing procrastination. We are divorcing procrastination. Anything that you would have done eventually, go ahead and let's do that immediately. So you've got these ideas, you've written it down, you know exactly what you need to do to get to your next step. And it's a Monday, right now it's, it's a Monday, whatever day of the week is that you're watching this and you've got these ideas, you like, you know what, Donnie talking to me right now, I'm putting my list together, I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna do that, I'm gonna start doing X, Y, and Z, I'll do it on next Monday, I'll do it on Friday, I'll do it Wednesday. Why can't you get up off your couch, out of your bed, out of your car, out of your own head and do it right now? What's, what's holding you back from doing it right now? I'll tell you what's holding it back. You. You're a procrastinator. I need you to face the fact that what you have right now, what you're experiencing in your life right now, the circumstances that you've been able to build for yourself, provide for yourself right now, is due to your ability to either take action or your inability to take action. Are you a procrastinator or an action taker? You got to ask yourself that. Am I a procrastinator or am I an action taker? Do you find yourself constantly talking about what you will do? Oh, I will do it. I'm going to do it. I plan to do it. Oh, let me write that down right now. Let me add it to the list of things that I must do. I'll be honest with you guys. I am guilty of procrastination. I'm guilty of procrastination. Me and my brother, my business partner, David Shans, we talk about this all the time. Like, yo, we have all of these amazing, abundant ideas, but it takes so long for us to execute. Things that you see us executing on today are things that we talked about months ago. We talked about these things months ago. So this year, I made a decision that the ideas that I have, I'm going to go from ideation to execution or ideation to implementation immediately. So if I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to go ahead and write the list out. I'm going to get really focused and clear on what it is that I need to uh, actually act on an idea. And I'm going to pick something that I can do right away because there's power. 
There is power in taking immediate action. Once you start building momentum, once you take the first step and start to build that momentum, it's really difficult to take your foot off the gas. But if all you do is write the list, oh, let me write this down. This. If all you're doing is writing the list out and you're never actually taking an action step, then you have no momentum and it's so easy to not do it. I want you to right now in this step, I believe we're on number six. I want you to right now circle, write down and circle on your paper the very first action step you are going to take. You're taking today, not the one that you're taking tomorrow. I don't care if you're watching this at two o'clock in the morning. What can you do right now to create some momentum so that you can move from ideation into implementation right away? You're just an action step away. All you got to do is take action. Number seven, not prioritizing your mental health. Guys, this is a big one. Not prioritizing your mental health. When you can't think clearly, it's really difficult for you to see the sunshine past the storm. You can't see it. You can't think clearly. Your mind is so focused on feeling good or feeling bad. You're so in your head about what's going wrong, what could have been better. You just feel blah. I experienced this last year, a moment where I could not explain these, these feelings. It wasn't even really negative emotions. I wasn't telling myself anything negatively. I wasn't doubting myself. I just had no energy to perform, to act, to do anything. It was really difficult to get out of bed. And this is at a time where I should have been at the highlight. Like I, I should have been experiencing a highlight moment in my life. I felt like I should have been happy. I was making the most money I've ever made. I had just purchased my mom a home. I, you know, months before that, just purchased my daughter a car. Like these are things that, this was a moment of life where I should have been at an all-time high. And I was accomplishing these things externally, but internally I was just feeling really blah. And I couldn't explain it because I've never really experienced like depression or periods of time where for more than a couple of days I couldn't shake a negative emotion. And, and let me be clear, we are all going to experience peaks and valleys, ups and downs, lows and highs. We are all going to experience moments of negative emotions, but statistically and traditionally, I have been a person that has been able to shake things off, right? I have this process. I allow myself to feel these emotions. I might even allow myself to talk about it to a friend or someone who can offer a great perspective. And then I immediately create my plan to get out of that space. What do I need to do? Do I need to take a trip? Do I need to meditate? Do I need to really, really be intentional about prayer? Do I need to journal? What is it that I need to do to get myself out of it? But guys, let me tell you something. I couldn't out pray. I couldn't out meditate. I couldn't out journal. I took trips. I couldn't out vacation myself out of how I was feeling at this time last year. And I said, Donnie, you got to prioritize your mental health. As much as you prioritize making money, 
as much as you prioritize nurturing other people, taking care of other people, providing, as much as you prioritize your ambition and, and your business goals, as much as you are prioritizing these things, you got to prioritize this up here because if I lose my mind, girl, I'm not good to anybody. This is the conversation that I'm having my, with myself. You mess around and lose your mind, you won't be good to anybody. And then what is that going to do? All the hard work, all of the progress, all of the things that I've overcome just go away because I'm not prioritizing my mental health. And I know especially in the black community, like for me growing up, doing things like going to therapy, seeking therapy, talking to people about your problems, admitting that there is a problem. Those things aren't sexy. It doesn't look good. Admitting that you have a problem is not sexy. Admitting that you're not doing well doesn't feel good. Admitting that you don't have it all together is not ideal. But let me tell you something. If you continue to harbor those emotions, if you continue to pretend, if you're trying to out-pretend your negative mental enemies, you will kill yourself trying to keep up an image that is absolutely untrue. It is freeing to tell somebody, I am not okay. It is freeing to say, look, hey, let me raise my hand real quick. I need help. Let me, I, need, I need to talk. So I have this thing now where I no longer ask people how they're doing unless I actually am prepared for the answer. You know how you go into rooms and it's like, oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, how you doing? Oh, hey, how you doing? And people are like, oh, yeah, I'm good. I'm fine. I'm this. I'm that. And I heard someone say one day, when I asked them how they were doing, they're like, not great. Well, what am I supposed to do with this information? I am in a room. I'm at an event. I was a speaker at an event. And I'm asking, hey, how you doing? How you doing? And everybody's like, great. You're shaking hands. You're high-fiving. You're hugging. You're taking pictures. And this one person said, mm, not great. Well, I, I have to acknowledge that. I can't just skate past that. I can't pretend like I didn't hear them say that I wasn't prepared to receive that answer and it caught me off guard and I literally had to decide in that moment to make myself available to hear them out and the story that they told me about why they weren't great was so heavy that it really impacted my message on that stage that day when I had to speak and so I decided in that moment that I'm no longer going to just ask people how they're doing at a casual conversation. It's not fair. It doesn't serve anybody. I want you to only ask people how they're doing if you're prepared for the response. And their response might not be, I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. It might be, I'm having a really messed up day today. You know what? Life sucks. You know what? I almost jumped off of a cliff this morning. That could be somebody's reality. So be prepared when someone is asking you how they, how, or when someone is telling you how they feel to receive it. But also be prepared to truthfully communicate how you're doing with people that are in your support circle. You not, don't be out here just telling everybody, I'm not feeling great. I'm not doing my best. Things could be better. But people who can actually help, when someone's asking you how you're doing, raise your hand if you need help. Say something if you need help. 
ask for resources, ask someone how they overcame a battle with depression, ask somebody how they're navigating through dealing with loss, ask somebody how they're dealing with not feeling like they're reaching their goals or living their lives the way that they want to be living their lives. Ask somebody who's overcome this, how they overcame it, and you prioritize your mental health and create your own plan to overcome it too. But we got to stop harboring these feelings and we got to stop pretending like everything is great when it's not. We got to stop pretending like things are amazing when things really suck. And I don't want you buying into the fact that things suck and they're going to suck and they're going to stay this way. I want you to get help. I want you to prioritize your mental health. I want you to create a habit of really talking about how you feel. I want you to create a, a create a habit of really talking about what you're experiencing that's how I survived whatever it was that I was going through last year. It was a feeling that was so foreign to me that I didn't know what to do. I had to ask other people. I had to start talking about it. If you guys watch the Social Proof podcast, you'll know that there were at least three episodes last year where I talked about, I'm not feeling so good. And I appreciate my brother David Shan so much because as a result of me experiencing that, he would literally say, Hey, Donnie, how's your mental health today? How's your mental health today? And it forces you to have to answer that question truthfully and honestly. And it's a question that I ask people that are near and dear to me. How is your mental health today? I want to know. I really want to know. In fact, drop it in the comments for me. I want to know. I, I want to know the energy, the vibe of what people are feeling right now. Drop it in the comments. And if you're scrolling these comments and you see somebody has said something that stands out for you, it's an experience that you have successfully overcome. Give them some words of encouragement. Give them a step or two that you took. Share that information. Let's spread this information so that mentally as a culture. We can get it together. We can be better. We can push each other. We can expand ideas because we're mentally healthy in a safe space. I want you to drop it in the comments. How is your mental health today, right now? And if you're scrolling and you're in these comments and you see something that you resonate with, you can provide some feedback. Do it right now. There's an action step for you. Serve somebody else. Serving other people serves you. All right? Let's do it because I can keep going on. Number, what was that? Number eight. Let me see real quick. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. This is number eight. Not prioritizing your physical health. Not prioritizing your physical health. Your girl been in the gym lately. I've been in there doing my one, two. Mm, see, I'm, I'm covering up my triceps and my biceps and my um, my delts. I think they're called, Reese, they're deltoids. All of that. I'm covering. We've been in the gym back day, chest day, arm day, leg day, squats, Squat rack, I suck at it, but I'm going to keep doing it until I don't. Yesterday we did cardio with uh, get down, stay down over at the loft. I suck at it, but I'm going to keep doing it until I don't. Y'all listen, if I can offer you any advice in your 20s and your 30s and beyond, whatever age you're at, but especially if, if you're hearing this and you're in your 20s, you're in your 30s, prioritize your physical fitness. It's so much easier to keep it up than it is to get it back. Trust me. I am operate I I am on operation get fine AF Donnie. Oh, I'm not bad. I'm already you know I'm already doing my one two. It's not bad out here. But we getting fine AF, right? We're going from fine to fine AF. Seriously. 
as you get older, you will start to notice things physically changing about you. And it's so important to address it. It's so important to give attention to this. It's so important to prioritize it because if you don't like what you look like physically, if you don't like how you feel physically, if you don't look good, if you don't feel good physically, it impacts your performance. It impacts the decisions that you make. It impacts the places that you are willing to go, the conversations that you're willing to have because you don't feel confident in what you look like. Guys, this is a, this is a decision. Remember, we're just one decision away from becoming our best, newer, more improved selves. I want you to make the decision. We are divorcing, not prioritizing our physical fitness. I know that honey bun tastes good. Reese in here, he fine. He eat honey buns for days. He fine, though. He goes to the gym. He works out. I know the honey buns are good. I know laying in bed all day is comfortable. I know lounging around on the sofa feels like something that you deserve. I know. I get it. I have been there. I have done that. I had poor eating habits. I had poor workout habits. I, I wasn't going to the gym regularly. I wasn't being active. We went through a period of time where everybody was staying at home. I wasn't in my house doing jumping jacks. I wasn't in my house making sure that I could still function and use all of my, my physical abilities. I wasn't thinking about keeping my muscles and my joints healthy so that I can use them and be 100% available. And one day you turn around and realize it's been three years since you wore a bikini. Donnie, it's been three years, y'all. Now, I got some pictures up on Instagram of me in a bikini, right? You got to scroll through my page to find them. And that was from last year. But what, if I tell you what I had to do to get that shot, <laughs> if I tell you that I didn't just unrobe and get that shot organically, right? There's no touch up. There's no Photoshop on that picture. It's the body is doing what the body was doing. But let me tell you, when you don't physically, when you don't prioritize your physical fitness, you find yourself having to like, angle a little different you gotta you gotta hit it from this angle get that picture from this angle wear the outfit but make sure you sit like this because it only looks good this way you holding your arms up to get rid of that bra strap fat I've been there done that been there done that still kind of doing it but we prioritizing physical fitness it's operation get fine af and feel good af that's what we're doing and if y'all don't know what af is then you might not be the demographic for the Full Transparency Podcast with Donnie Wiggins. Just Google what that means, right? But we are Operation Get Fine AF and Feel Good AF. Our physical fitness, in fact, mental and physical fitness, probably belong at the very top, the very top of this list. I want you right now to write down one way that you plan to prioritize your mental fitness, your mental health, and I want you to write down one way that you plan to prioritize your physical health. On the flip side of that, I want you to write down three things that you need to divorce in each of those categories. What three things that do you need to divorce to positively impact your mental health? Three, give me three. Drop them in the comments for me. What are three things? Are you believing in uh, your negative self-talk? Are you pretending everything is great when they're not great? Are you not, uh, are you avoiding your emotions and your feelings? What are three things that you need to divorce in order to prioritize your mental health? Also, what are three things that you need to divorce in order to prioritize your physical health? 
Are you eating right before bed, laying down? Are you not exercising? Are you not even going for a walk? Are you, are you, look, sometimes we need to stand on a scale. Your trainer is going to say, oh, get off the scale. Don't be on the scale. But some of us, not me, some of y'all need to stand on the scale and look at that number and how ridiculous it is, especially when you're capable of being better. Like we're just out here letting ourselves go. Are you kidding me? Are you serious right now? You're out here just letting yourself go. This is a decision that you're making. It's not a medical condition. I'm not talking to you if, if there's a medical condition, okay? So I don't, I don't need to see that in the comments. I am talking to people who are fully able, fully bodied, full, full bodied, and you have full access to all of your limbs, your muscles, and your joints, and you have the ability to make a decision to prioritize your mental health and your physical health, but you just out here giving it away. You are giving it away. You are giving away the best years of your life, or you're going to be in your 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, trying to make up for it on the back end and not having 100% functionality because today you have an option. You are able to make a decision to do something about it, and you're not sick of it tired of it and that's really what changed for me I got sick and tired of being sick and tired I was sick and tired of not being able to wear the clothes that I want to wear because I had to be concerned about what was going to stick out and bulge out I got sick and tired of not being able to go in certain rooms because I lacked confidence about how I was looking I got sick and tired of looking at myself just gaining this weight day in and day out when I knew that I had the ability to do something different you have to reach a point where you're sick and tired of just sitting around making poor decisions you're giving your beauty away. You're giving your youth away. You're giving your feel-good moments away. You're giving your high-level energy away. You are giving it away. And for what? To look in the mirror every day and be unsatisfied with what you look like? To not be able to walk up a flight of steps without having to stop, take a break because you can't breathe through it? You're giving it away for that. You're giving it away to, to, to sit around and not be confident. You're giving it away so you can walk past the mirror and you don't even want to look at yourself. This is what you're giving it away for? For what? Because you'd rather be watching Netflix? Because you'd rather be overindulging, eating all the food to the point where you got to unbutton your pants after? Is this what you're giving it all away for? It makes no sense to me. Does it make sense to you? Hey, you guys, it's your girl, Donnie Wiggins, co-host of the Social Proof Podcast. And did you know that we had a members-only exclusive community? Yes, you are able to access David and I on a monthly basis for live Q&A. You are also able to get our episodes before it drops to the general public. You will also get exclusive discounts on our merch. Take a look. And not only that, you're going to get the behind-the-scenes footage of what it looks like on Social Proof. I'm talking about our bloopers, David and I as CEOs operating our business. You'll even get behind-the-scenes of some of our successful friends. And you get access to this from $5 to $40. You choose your membership access, general admission, family admission, or VIP. We cannot wait to see you on the inside. Click the link in either my bio, the bio of the Social Proof Podcast Instagram page, or Go over to David's page, Sleep is for Suckers, and hit the bio there. Any way you access it, access it. We'll see you on the inside. Divorce your connection to poor mental habits and divorce your connection to poor physical fitness habits. Eat better. 
eat smaller portions, choose better food, move your body, get active every single day. Number nine, divorce your urge to be in these streets sleeping around. Sex with everybody. Sex with anybody because you're free and it's just sex and it's your body. You can do whatever you want to do with it and you're bored or you're lonely. Stop it. Stop it. Sex is more than a physical act. It is a spiritual connection. It is a mental connection. And it is a costly decision. Okay? Choosing to have sex with multiple partners wears down on you mentally and physically in a way that is very difficult to recover from. Now, to be clear, again, I am talking about people who value themselves. I'm talking to people who value themselves. I am talking to people who desire to be focused on a level that's above average so that you can experience an above average life with above average results. And somebody's going to say, oh, well, I know many successful people who sleep around. Here's here's the key here. You know, many successful people who are sleeping around, but what was the journey like on their way to success? Were they out here sleeping around? Many of y'all can't afford to be out here sleeping around. You mess around and get an STD and can't even go to the doctor and treat yourself. You mess around and get pregnant and you having to make real tricky decisions to to decide how you're going to deal with that, right? Many of you can't afford to be sleeping around because you have goals that you need to be focused on. When you have, when when you're sharing your sexual energy, Your sexual energy is attached to your mental energy. It's attached to your physical energy. And that energy you need to keep so that you can can put it towards something that's actually going to advance you in life, not advance you for the night. When you learn to transition your sexual energy into spiritual energy or work energy or spending that time with family and loved ones, it requires a level of discipline that becomes evident in all other areas of your life. Seriously, choosing your goals over your flesh requires next level discipline. Choosing your self-worth over your flesh requires another level of self-discipline. And you need this self-discipline when you are on a path to pursuing above average results in your life, okay? And I know that it feels good in the moment, but I know you've also experienced those moments the next day or maybe even moments later where you're like, I shouldn't even have done that. I shouldn't even done that. It wasn't even worth it in the grand scheme of things. And so many of you are are running around trying to figure out who to sleep with next or the next time you're going to get some that you literally will, the the moment your phone rings, like, hey, what's up, big head? As soon as you get that big head text, as soon as you get that what's up, big head text, all of the things that you plan to do that day are suddenly no longer important because you're so busy out here trying to get touched. And it 
causes you to not be able to fulfill your goals in the way that you should be because you're prioritizing flesh moments over success moments, things that are going to actually stick with you for the rest of your life. So if I can offer that advice, divorce your desire to be out here sleeping around. And this is a big one. Divorce your need to spend too much time alone. And I want, I want to be clear with this one because spending time alone can be very beneficial and healthy for you. But spending too much time alone can be detrimental to you. We are energy. Our body, everything that we do, everything around us, everything is created through frequency and energy and pathways and wavelengths and all of this stuff. And if we are energy, just like our bodies are 70% water, we need water. We got to keep pouring in water. So if we are energy, if you can put your hand on your chest right now, that vibration that you feel is at a certain frequency. If it can be measured, there's a frequency that will register. So if we, if we, if, if we're composed primarily of water and we need to keep feeding our bodies water, if if similarly we're also energy, then we got to keep feeding ourselves energy as well. And being alone in your space for too long, you're not getting the energy that you need from other people, from the environments, from the trees, the wind, the birds, whatever, to actually push you to your next level. We need the energy just like we need our water. You cannot create success by yourself. I don't care what you think your skill sets and your talents and your abilities are. You cannot create success on your own. Now, you may be able to build something to a certain level on your own, sure. But usually you're building it to serve other people. So people are always going to be in the equation. And eventually you're going to need team and all this stuff. The point is you need to create a habit of going out into environments regularly where you can feed off of the energy of other people and things around you. You just have to make smart choices and go into great environments and be around great energy. So that it can serve you and pump you up and refill you. It's kind of like, you know, being in environments, networking events and going out and getting with friends, being around family. It fills you up in a way kind of like if you go to church every single Sunday, you feel like pastor is talking directly to you and that energy that you're getting from your pastor to the stage, the to, to yourself, the energy that you're getting from the choir that you're feeling inside of you. You feel like that song was picked just for you and they get up and they're singing, you're in praise and worship and that energy that's going in the room. You find yourself standing on your feet. You find yourself shedding a couple of tears. You find yourself shouting and lifting your hands and by the end of the sermon, you are ready to go and you're ready to go out there and take action. That's what the energy of being around other people in environments of successful, positive people will do for you. Remember, I'm talking to people who are looking to elevate. I'm talking to the people who are looking to get to their next level and become their next version of their best selves. That's who I'm talking to right now. So make sure you're not just at home by yourself all day, every day. You got to spend some time and be intentional, intentional about getting around other people and feeding off their energy, all right? So I gave you all of those habits that you need to divorce, and there's a whole lot more. I could do three podcast episodes alone on some habits that come to mind that we need to divorce. I, I told you, I promised you that 100% of you need to experience divorce in this moment today. I want you to drop in the comments for me what habits stood out for you the most that you're divorcing immediately 
get them papers signed. Okay, go ahead and file the you write it down in the comment section. You type that out and I want you to then confess it with your mouth. I am divorcing this habit right now. The papers are on the way. They are in the mail. They are ready to be signed. Now, on the flip side of that real quick, I want to give you some habits to incorporate. And I kind of did it when we were talking through the habits that I want you to divorce. So I'm going to go through these quickly. All right. Real quick. These are the habits that you want to marry. You want to be married to these habits. Number one, take immediate action. Remember, anything that you're going to do eventually, you might as well do immediately. Take immediate action. Number two, always think win-win. Remember, we talked about not believing in the in, in your worst case scenarios, all this negative self-talk. I'm I, Stop thinking about what if it fails. I want you to instead say, what if it works? What if I win? What if I get the result that I desire? What if what if I succeed? What if I achieve this goal? What if I accomplish this thing? What happens? I want you to start visualizing what happens when you win. Look at look at life from that perspective. Okay. What if I walk in and I'm the baddest one in the room? What if I meet that man or woman of my dreams? What if I actually attend this networking event and meet the investor that I'm looking for? Meet the connection that that one piece of the puzzle that I was looking for. What if I launch this idea and it actually works? What does that mean for you? How does that change things positively for you? I want you to start looking at those things. Number three, I want you to begin with the end in mind. This is one of the habits that stood out for me um, from one of my favorite books called um, The Seven the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I recommend that you get that book. You read it physically. You get it on, on audiobook. But begin with the end in mind, meaning... Stop looking at the small pieces along the way. Stop looking at these small tasks of to-dos. What's the big picture here? What's the end result that you're looking to accomplish? What's the thing that's going to be tangible and measurable at the end of it? And then you work yourself backwards, but you always begin with the end in mind. You always have your eye on the outcome. Keep your mind focused on the outcome. Number four, exercise daily. That means be active, guys. It's not hard. Go and walk a mile. You got it. You can do this. You can go and walk a 13-minute mile, a 15-minute mile. If you're just getting started, go walk a 30-minute mile. You have 30 minutes every single day to prioritize your physical fitness. You have 30 minutes every single day to make sure you are doing what you can to be able to like what you see when you look in the mirror, to be able to use your limbs, joints, muscles, and extremities every single day. Prioritize this, please. I beg you. I am coming to you as a woman that was letting things go, and it's so hard to get it back, but it's much easier to maintain it, all right? Number five, track your progress. Track your progress and celebrate those wins. That's a two-parter, but track your progress and celebrate those wins. Get in the habit of being incredibly proud of yourself every single time you experience a win because it's going to be you tracking your progress and these small wins that you're able to look at. I'm serious. Write a Keep a journal. Keep a progress journal, a gratitude journal. Every single day, write something at the end of every day. Write something that you're grateful for that happened in that day. So when you're feeling down, when you need a pick-me-up, when nobody's available to talk, you can't get on your therapist's calendar, you can go right to your gratitude journal and say, okay, I'm grateful for that progress that I made. I forgot that I made that progress. I forgot about this win. I forgot to celebrate myself for this. And you can pick your own self up, right? One, two, three, four, five. Number six, 
schedule out your day. Don't just be out here winging it. Know what you have to get done in a day. Know what you have to do. Know what time you have to be at this place. Actually make sure you're using the calendar that's available in your phone. We all have our phones. Track your day in your phone. That way you're not overcommitting. You're not overscheduling yourself because that creates anxiety. You're, you're able to do things and be on time because you see that it's coming next. You're able to set reminders and you're not double booking yourself. You're not committing to things that you weren't really available for. And then you got to cancel later, like operate by a schedule. This is a success principle of some of the wealthiest people operate by a calendar every single day. So you're clear on what your day looks like. But the other thing to that is when you're operating via a calendar, you can quickly identify the windows that you have available for you to work on your goals, for you to work on your business idea, for you to spend time exercising. It's so easy to say, oh, I don't have time to do X, Y, and Z. When the truth is, if you put everything that you have to do on your calendar, you'll find that 30 minute window. You'll find that one hour time block. Okay, next. Number seven, prioritize your self-care. We talked about that. Number eight, have a morning routine. Every single day, you have the decision to start your day in a very powerful way. You can either start your day in a real slow motion way and let the rest of your day follow suit. You can start your day with the same anger and attitude that you had the night before. You can start your day on some BS if you want to. But you got the power to start every single day in a very powerful way. And you do that by creating a morning routine. I meditate, pray, and journal every single morning, every single morning, even if I get started late, even if I started my day doing something outside of my norm and I have to go back to my routine a little later, I will pray, meditate, and journal every single day because those are the things for me that keep me at my best self. That's how I review the progress that I'm making in my own life, okay? That's how I stay on track. That's how I talk to myself nicely. I talk to myself nicely through meditation and prayer, through affirmation, through journaling. Journaling. That's how I make sure that I'm feeding myself in a positive way every single day because once we leave home, we can't control. We can't control what, what might happen, right? We can't control that call, that phone call that we get that might change the course of our day. We can't control the traffic that we're sitting in. We can't control the news that pops up through the media, but we can control what happens in that first hour or two that we open our eyes every single day. Have a morning routine. All right, number, what was this, nine. Take necessary breaks. I want you to take necessary breaks. Listen, I know it feels good to go hard. I know it feels good to say, man, I'm going hard. I'm out here doing X, Y, and Z. I'm blah, this, that, and the other, and I'm accomplishing. Hey, look, I get it. Been there working 12, 16, sometimes 18-hour days. But listen to your body and take necessary breaks because you are good to nobody, to nobody if you are exhausted, tired, and not operating at your full capacity every single day. Take the necessary break. Look. The business is still going to be there if you take an hour nap. The business will still be there if you go on a three-day vacation. This is for you. These short breaks and windows of time that you spend resting actually fill you back up so you can come back and go hard again. You can come back and make progress again. 
But we all know that energy where we're just depleted. We're out of gas and we're just pushing through, trying to make it through, pushing through, trying to make it through. You're not operating at your best self. And, and, and pushing through at a very low level isn't serving you. Take necessary breaks. And number 10, learn. Learn, learn, learn. Guys, I can't stress this enough. I don't care how good you are. You never have all the information. Say this one more time for the people who are trying to get past this part. I don't care how good you are. You never know all the information. Stay in a mode of perfecting your craft, perfecting your skill set, and gaining more information. There's always something to learn. Read books. Watch documentaries. Have conversations with people who are smarter than you. Join uh, clubs and organizations in your area of interest so that you can always be learning because you won't be able to grow and develop and last, you will have no lasting power if you're only relying on the information that you know today. There is no lasting power in that. So you might be able to actually start a business. You might be actually, uh, you might be able to actually enter the relationship. But if you're not constantly learning, you're not growing. And if you're not growing, then you're dying. And there's no staying power in death. Continue to learn. All right. I want you to take life seriously. All of the habits that I've asked you to divorce are the habits that are an indication that you're not really taking your life seriously. You're just not. And it's time to admit that. The habits that I've asked you to be married to, and there's so many more that I could go down, but I could never just give it to you all in this one episode. The habits that I've asked you to marry are indicators that, you know what? I'm ready to take control of my life. I'm ready to take my life seriously. I'm ready to be the best version of myself. I'm ready to go for it. I am ready to live responsibly and fully. I am ready to max out on this life. And that is the whole point of this. The whole point of breaking up with bad habits, divorcing the bad habits to marry the good ones that serve you are so that you can max out on this life. We don't get a do-over. You know that. We don't get to try again. You know that. We don't get to say, you know what? Uh, that was just a practice run. Let me do it for real this time. You know that. So while you have the ability today, while you have breath in your body, while you have strength in your flesh, while you have knowledge in your mind, and while you have time and opportunity, I want you to marry the great habits that allow you to max out on this life. At the end of the day, you know I did it and I did it well. I did it and I did it all. I did it and I did it fully. You're not tiptoeing through this life. You're not trying and testing through this life. You're not taking it easy through this life. We maxing out on life today, baby. We're going for the big result. We're going to accomplish the big goal. We're going to do things on our own terms. We're going to see the world and experience the world and everything that it has in it. We're going to live the life as we see it as big in our heads. The things that we're imagining, those kid-like imagination that we have, we're going to accomplish those things. The money that we said we want to make, we're going to get that. The relationship that we said we want, we're going to pick that up too. The family that we said that we want to create, we're going to create that the house and the the dog and the car all those things that we said we want we're going to do that the millions of people that we said we want to impact and serve let me get that too because I am not living a subpar life I am not living my life to be average I am not going to get to my final day and say oh I did a little something something now nah, we're maxing out on life and if you are with me I need you in the comments right now I need you to feel this energy and I need you to let me know that you too are divorcing bad habits marrying the great ones 
and you're maxing out on life, y'all. It's max out time. Somebody say it with me right here where you are. It's time to max out. It's time to max out. Let's take the lid off, baby, because it's time to max out. And if you tell me that I have this life to live and I'm just one decision away, then I'm going to make the decision to max out. If you tell me that I am just one connection away, I'm going to make the connection so I can max out. If you tell me that I have the ability to change and I have the power to control, then give me my power, baby, because I'm about to max out. I'm not settling for less. I'm not settling for subpar I'm not settling for almost because almost doesn't count we heard it time and time again it's time to max out on this life thank you so much for being here for another episode of full transparency you guys put it in the comments that you're maxing out on your life you're taking the lid back you're you're going forward you are doing everything big and everything powerfully everything in abundance and you're always going to think about your win-win your win-win I got two ways that you can work with me. I coach entrepreneurs to success, helping you scale your business, create your operations, your policies and procedures. And you might qualify to work, work with me in a one-on-one -on -one or a group coaching setting. My links are in the bottom in the description here, wherever you're watching this, wherever you're listening to this. And you can also continue to tune in through the Full Transparency Podcast with Donnie Wiggins and the Social Proof Podcast, the number one podcast for entrepreneurship uh, with my partner and bestie, David Shands. All of the links you'll see in the description of this bio. Tell me, guys, how you plan to max out on your life. I'll see you next week. A new year, time for new growth. Grow your education and skills with Herzing University. Our online behavioral health programs fit your schedule and time. From an eight-month diploma program in health and human services to a 36-month bachelor's in psychology. Grow your behavioral health career with us wherever you are in your education. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Visit us online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Online at herzing.edu or text HEALTH to 85109. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.